on the whole, I've been a saint to those poor, unfortunate souls. Hello, and happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And welcome, foolish mortals, to a very special bonus episode of Poor Unfortunate Podcast. I'm Caroline Ametti. And I'm Connor Perkins. Welcome to all of our returning listeners. Thank you so much for being with us. And for anyone who is just starting with this bonus episode, I'm so glad that you found us. Please take a moment to hit follow or subscribe so that way all of our episodes get downloaded to your device, bonus or not. And then if you like this episode, make sure to leave a rating or review at the end so that other people can find the podcast as well. Cool. So uh, we're not doing any Disney news or anything like that. We're just going to jump right into our little bonus episode. Mm -hmm. So it's Halloween and we wanted to give you all a little treat rather than a trick (laughs) so that you can, you know, as you're getting ready for your Halloween party for trick or treaters, things like that, maybe decorating the house, making some spooky snacks, Mm -hmm. you have a little treat for yourselves as you are doing those things. So... Caroline, why don't you tell everybody what we have planned for them for this bonus episode? Because it's different from last year. Yes, yes, I'd love to. So last year's Halloween bonus, if you hadn't joined us at that point, we told some very scary, true stories of some very grim things that happened in Disney parks. So this year, we're taking a little bit of a lighter take here, and we are focusing on just the best attraction of all time. I don't know. I said it. The Haunted Mansion. She said it. We were very inspired by the Muppets Haunted Mansion special. We watched that. We loved it. We loved how they translated the Muppets characters into the ghosts that we know and love from the Haunted Mansion. And it got us thinking, what freaking great characters in the Haunted Mansion? And we were talking about the most likely happening new live action remake of the Haunted Mansion that's coming and which ghosts we hope would be featured. And so... In this bonus episode, we are going to each talk about five of our favorite haunted mansion ghosts, and then each of us is going to give a little backstory of our favorite happy haunt. Connor, do you want to go first? Sure. All righty. So going from number five to number one, number one being my top Mm -hmm, ghost, mm -hmm. uh, number five, it's kind of a, a cheat. I chose two ghosts. I chose the duelists. So I just think that the duelists in the ballroom, this is just such a cool effect. I'm a sucker for artwork. And I love how throughout the entire attraction, artwork is coming to life. So it starts with the stretching paintings in the Mm -hmm. portrait chamber, the gallery of art that changes with the lighting, the library of busts that follow you. But I think it really all sort of culminates in that moment when the paintings just fully come to life as the dueling ghosts emerge from their paintings and continue their duel even in death. Mm. They've always fascinated me. They've captured my imagination to the point where I am longing for a similar type of effect, but a projection effect in the portrait chamber. I have this like... (gasps) image in my head of like oh. after the donkey screech moment when you see the hanging body in the rafters mm-hmm. of the cupola like if there were projections of the ghosts from the portraits that like came out of the portraits Ooh. and like flew Ooh. up into the cupola Ooh. that's a dream that I have <gasps> and it's totally doable but it really <sighs> comes from these it comes from these duelists but I just love artwork come to life yes. and the yes. duelists they are just like a prime example of it 
I usually cannot stop looking at them mm-hmm. for about half the time that I'm moving through the ballroom. Yeah. And then halfway through, I'm like, oh, shit, I missed everything else. That's a great And then I quickly, like, glance around and I'm like, oh, crap, 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 take in everything. Yeah. Because they just always have my – they always have my eye. Oh. So my number four is The Traveler. Phineas. So of the three hitchhiking ghosts. Um, so I can't not have a hitchhiking ghost on my list. And Phineas has always been my favorite, probably because he feels maybe the least threatening of all three of them. <laughs> yeah. But I always sort of felt like if I were a hitchhiking ghost, I would be him. Like he's probably <laughs> the one that I would, you know, be most likely to give a lift on my way yeah. home. Uh-huh. He just feels a little bit more non-threatening fun he's like a carpet bagger like mm-hmm. cool i can vibe with that mary poppins has a carpet bag we can connect on that as we're driving luxury so. luggage we love it yeah exactly <laughs> number three is madame leota mm. I, this sort of goes without saying leota she's just shrouded in so much mystery she's all over the ride and her seance is really like the thing that gets the whole ride going and sort of takes it to a whole nother level mm. as soon as you get into the seance room It just takes you deeper into the story of the mansion. The tone shifts, and you're ready to start seeing all of the other ghosts. And Leota is the one to do it. Mm. There's so much magic about her, both in life and in the afterlife, that she's the one that you could really fall down the rabbit hole researching forever. There's just so much to her. She's just, like, beautiful and mystical and ethereal and haunting and like threatening but also in tight it's like she's the whole package like and she's in a crystal ball floating all over the room it's great oh yeah she is Mm. number two is the ghost host Mm. it's really kind of a toss-up between this and my number one choice for my favorite ghost of the mansion first off I love me a tour guide. I'm kind of a tour guide, like those public speakery type of people, the fun fact mm-hmm. friends. I'm mm-hmm. one of those fun fact people who's like, hey, this actor in this movie is from this. Yes. Probably to the point where people hate me, <laughs> but I don't care. No. So the ghost host, he like speaks to me in that way. Uh, he's There's also just so much mystery around him in that there isn't really a definitive storyline for him other than that he is the hanging body in the porch chamber attic. Paul Freeze's voice is both warm and inviting, but it's also foreboding and threatening. It Mm -hmm. sort of draws you in and is a sort of like sick comfort as you go throughout the attraction. His knowledge of the mansion and the tour, it's beautifully constructed, I will say. He he does a great job taking us through everything. You would. I feel like I know that place very well. He's very 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 effective effective as a tour guide. And, uh, you know, he just gets major props for being a ghost that sticks with us from the mm-hmm. beginning to the very end. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's there. He does, you know, dip out for a little bit because he's needed elsewhere. But yeah. he knows that we're okay. He yeah. knows that we'll get through the attic okay. Though I do have to say, like, dude, I kind of wish that you would have been there through that because <gasps> Constance is pretty freaky. Uh. And then my number one ghost, my favorite ghost of the Haunted Mansion, is the organist. <gasps> He has a couple different names. Ravenscroft, Thaddeus Morgan, Wolfgang Elias Furlong, Victor Geist. Mm. Uh, He's the only other ghost that I feel like is with us from the beginning until the end uh, because he is the organist. He's like a kindred spirit to me because I also play the organ. (laughs) Like I was a kid who had an organ in my house. Yes. I know, so I'm like, I vibe with that, mm. but he's responsible for the entire ambiance of the attraction from the queue 
into the foyer, into the whole attraction, and then to your exit. He's mm-hmm. with us from beginning to end, even a bit longer than the ghost host. And so I have some interesting facts and a little bit of a of a story that goes about Ooh. the organist oh, of the excited. Haunted Mansion. So I do want to start by acknowledging that a lot of my research here is coming from the extensive Wikipedia pages for both the attraction, mm. the mythology of the Haunted Mansion, but also very particularly DoomBuggies.com. If you don't know what DoomBuggies.com is, it is a sort of like collected mega archive it's of wild it's all wild. things haunted mansion rumors haunted mansion upcoming events haunted mansion it's fantastic mm. it's like the best place ever so the organist of the haunted mansion is the ghost that appears in the ballroom playing the beautiful organ on the far left hand side of the room a lot of people know this but in the disneyland attraction that organ is the repurposed organ from Twenty Thousand leagues under the sea that was played by captain nemo if you go to any of the other haunted mansions it is a replica of that one but the Too original cool. is in disneyland mm. which i love that The organist, he wears a cape and a top hat as he plays the waltz for the party guests, a macabre sort of waltz of grim grinning ghosts with a lot of eerie, you know, false notes and things like Mm -hmm. that. And as he plays, spirits emerge from the pipes and ascend towards the ceiling. It's also his music that we hear throughout the duration of the attraction, playing the otherworldly concerto and beckoning us deeper into the mansion. Hmm. And while he was never given a concrete backstory by the Imagineers of the ride, he is one of the 999 happy haunts that has been built out further in subsequent media. So it's likely that he was alive in the 18th or 19th century, where he was an organist and a composer. And he has been known by many different names over the years, including Thaddeus Morgan, Ravenscroft, Wolfgang Elias Furlong, and most recently, Herr Victor Geist. Uh, And here are some of his fascinating stories. So there are some who believe that his name is Ravenscroft. In the queue for the Haunted Mansion in Liberty Square, you are invited to go through an interactive queue that goes through the family plot. And there you will find the crypt for the composer that is in the shape of an organ that bears the name Ravenscroft, Mm. which is an homage to Thurl Ravenscroft, who is one of the voices for Grim Gritting Ghosts, voice of Tony the Tiger, sings the Grinch. Wow. Yep. Wow. Mm -hmm. But the epitaph of that crypt reads, a composer of renown and note here reposes, his melodies fade as he now decomposes. He's gone from this world of trouble and strife, but a touch of your hand brings his music to life. And as you play the keys of the organ-shaped crypt, mist sprays from the organ pipes, and you can touch the symbols of different musical instruments on the side of the organ, and they play grim-grinning ghosts in the different instruments that are depicted there. Ah. So that's one argument that the composer, the organist in the mansion, is Ravenscroft based on this interactive cue. Mm-hmm. The organist was also slated to appear in the eighth comic of the Haunted Mansion SLG comic series, but that issue was canceled and it was never printed. Hmm. The comic tells the story of the banshee-like phantoms that fly out of the, the organ. It's sort of an origin story for them. Wow. So in this comic, they were the spirits of obnoxious children 
that the organist had lured to their deaths so that he could have a children's choir that he could compose for in death. Essentially, he was the leader of a children's choir and was driven to insanity and drove the school bus of children off a cliff. And then he stuffed their corpses in the organ. (gasps) And that's how we get the banshees coming out of the organ (gasps) as it's played. Oh, no! Real (laughs) dark. I know. Oh, I will never, never look printed. at that the same way again. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is this is this is oh <laughs> this my. is probably the one I'm that obsessed. I resonate the least with, <laughs> but I'm just like, all right, I can see it. I could see a world in which that would happen. Oh my god. Uh perhaps the best known name and story for the organist is that of Herr Victor Geist. So this is derived from the 2016 interactive mystery game, which was based on the legends and lore of the haunted mansion. It was called Ghost Post. (laughs) Uh, Herr Victor Geist is one of the members of the Committee of Wandering Ghosts who have sought out the help of humans who are attuned to the supernatural to help free them from a mysterious fog that is trapping the haunts on the grounds of the mansion. Personally, I do not know how I did not know about this game. Like, I, it, I was it, gonna say, huh? It was like an wow. interactive game where, like, you would participate in it. It was like a subscription thing, and they would <sighs> send you like clues and pieces wow. and things like that. And then there was an app where you could go into the park, like. If you participated in this thing and you had the app and you had it open while you were going through the ride, once you passed by the organist, Herr Victor Geist would speak to you through the app saying, like, good luck on your – like, it was extensive and insane. Wow. So, yeah, Herr Victor Geist, he's part of the Committee of Wandering Ghosts. And although he sort of gives off an eerie air in the attraction, he is actually a friendly and eccentric spirit, Hmm. frequently conversing – with Sarah Sally Slater, who is the tightrope walker, <gasps> chief spooksperson, and membership committee chair ghost of the Committee of Wandering Ghosts, and his possible romantic interest. Oh, yeah. So most people know the organist as Herr Victor Geist. They actually have a pop Funko of Herr Victor Geist, <gasps> which I really oh, want. Oh, now you need to have yeah. him. Okay. But I want to end my sort of, you know, stories about the organist with this background story because this probably gives us the most detail for the character as a result of some pretty ingenious cast members. Hmm. Uh, and it's the story that I love the most. So Walt Disney World cast members in the late 1980s, they created a document called the Ghost Gallery in which they began to write unofficial storylines for the ghosts of the mansion that, while not official canon – would be interlinked and dive deeper into the rich history of the attraction. So R.C. Loveland, Gerald Walker, Wayne Martina, and Tina Michael, they were the lead cast members responsible for these biographies. And this is the biography that was written and later submitted to doombuggies.com archive by R.C. Loveland for the organist who was named Wolfgang Elias Furlong. Hmm. So I'm going, everything that follows this is the actual documentation of the story that they created for Wolfgang Elias Furlong. Yay. Born December 18th, 1890. Died December 15th, 1945. Born into a wealthy Irish family and schooled by master pianists, Wolfgang often performed at the grand balls hosted by his parents. After his parents' sudden death, He was driven from his homeland by jealous siblings who were intent on squandering away the family fortune. 
He then moved to the States, looking for work as a musician. Desperate for work, Wolfgang inquired with the circus about a job. He was hired on the spot as their organ player. The regular player was passed out from too much whiskey. Hmm. Once the show was over, the tightrope walker, Lillian, and a wealthy-looking gentleman approached Wolfgang. The wealthy man turned out to be Master Gracie, Lillian's husband. Being the generous type, Master Gracie invited Wolfgang to come live at the mansion as the resident musician, and Wolfgang eagerly accepted. One day, while practicing on the recently acquired piano of the late Ludwig von Berekech, the lid slammed shut on his hands. Despite his struggles and screams, he could not free his hands. Madame Leota had warned him not to play the piano because it was haunted, and now she cackled at Wolfgang's ignorance. Tiring of his moans, she emerged from the darkness and helped free Wolfgang's hands. When he pulled his hands free... Wolfgang discovered that they had been crushed. He would never play again. In despair over the loss of his music, Wolfgang hanged himself with a wire from the piano. He still plays at gatherings in the mansion, but the despair over losing his immortal ability to play can be seen rising from the organ with every note. So that is the cast member history for Wolfgang Elias Furlong. And that's the one that I am more likely to believe. I just, I love that story. I think it's so Yeah, give me goosebumps. Oh, so sad. Yeah. But I love me the organist. I always have. I always will. He's just, he's doing his thing. and, And I mean, when you think of the Haunted Mansion, Aside from maybe welcome foolish mortals, the first thing everybody does is Mm. and that is the organist. Wow. I have so much more appreciation. Wow. Yeah, he's great. He's great. (gasps) Your turn. Okay. I'm going to tell you all about some of my favorite ghosts, and they sort of mirror Connors in a really interesting way. So going from five to one, number five, the ballroom dancers. I obviously love the smarts behind the effect of the ballroom dancers, but more than that for me, they're so iconic now that they almost didn't immediately come to mind for me because they are such a natural part of the mansion that it's almost hard to separate them from the mansion as like separate ghosts in a way. I don't know. They just feel so easily a part of the world to me. And I also just love, they are featured in the Boo to You parade where performers play them. Mm. And they just look uh, incredible. I just feel like they're such rich characters to do more with. And in the Boo to You parade, they look very ghastly and scary. And so I just love that there's a lot to do with them. And they're very beautiful. Then, so we were both uh, in the uh, in the ballroom for number five. And number four... We're both hitchhiking ghosts. So Gus, the hitchhiking ghost, is number four for me. Um, he's also known as the prisoner. Um, Gus is just so memorable and unique looking. I love when you pass by the hitchhiking ghosts at the end. I love when Gus will come and sit on your head sometimes. I always pray that that will happen to me. <laughs> he also re- just reminds me a lot of one of my other favorite characters, Shorty from Tangled. I love these little guys with the beards. <laughs> like, I just yes. love them. <laughs> I love him. Um, yeah, and when Disney came out, I think last year was the first year when when the Disney store came out with all of the ghosts in a jar, I got Gus because I I love Gus. 
He's the best. He's very <laughs> funny. I love, like there's a lot of humor to him, I feel, even though he's a prisoner and kind of scary at the same time. Number three, the ghost host. Pretty much for all of the same reasons that you said, you cannot beat the voice work of Paul Fries. Somehow he feels neutral while still definitely having an opinion about you as a visitor and an opinion about the mansion itself, but like never so much so that it takes over the storytelling. Like it's still up to you yeah. to experience the mansion the way that you are going to. Yeah. I think that's, I don't know how they did that. Also, yeah, and we've discussed this on the podcast before. <laughs> Your favorite moment. Now and in the past, my favorite moment <laughs> is the hanging body in the stretching room. You sick little so child. So knowing that that's him <laughs> is just the best. That's why, yeah, I really want the soul to come out of the body and shriek around the room. Yeah, it would be fantastic. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, number two, Constance Hatchaway. I mean, ah. Uh, I have to stop myself from absolutely just going on and on about Constance specifically and her story that they've created for her that is just so you can really put together if you look really carefully as you're passing through the attic, which I, I love that. I love that you don't necessarily have to go and look it up afterwards, that there's things that you can glean from that. But the evolution of the bride character in general in the mansion is so damn interesting. And someday... I am going to dedicate like a full-ass segment to the changes of the bride, where the idea of the bride came from. But I love Constance because she's much more specific than the beating heart bride. She's got a point of view. She's got a personality. She's the perfect haunted mansion mix of scary and like twistedly funny. Um, And I just love her. And again, she's another fantastic character who appears in the Boo to You parade. And she's like, and she ha- does have the glowing heart. Ugh, just amazing. And appears in Muppet Haunted Mansion. <sighs> yeah. Taraji my P. Henson. God. Taraji P. Henson is Constance. I never knew I needed that, but I really needed that. And we said when we watched it, we're like, petition for her to also play the serious and scary version of Constance yeah. in the upcoming live action. Just saying. Yeah, 100%. Also, if Constance isn't like the main character, I mean, I know they're talking about the Hatbox ghost. Love him too, but... I need Constance to be, like, the main character. Well, you know that it's sort of alluded that the hotbox ghost yes, is one is of, one of her yes. lovers. I, I'm telling you, I started, like you said, you can so easily go down the rabbit hole. And I was like, I've got, I went yeah. down. And I was like, nope, this isn't who I'm talking about today. We got to stop. <laughs> but also, apparently, she people are saying she's maybe not Constance. not Maybe not the Constance version of the bride, but some version of the bride is the old woman in the stretching room. Who's sitting on top of the tombstone. Yeah, yeah. Just, ah, that's so good. Yeah, there's, people have said that she is, that the bride is the same one because the hatchet in the skull of Mm -hmm. the husband, who the husband has the same name as one of the husbands in the attic. Right, right, right. Yeah. (gasps) Oh my God. Constance is sort of like throughout. Yeah, which I love. That's, it's so genius. Like I said, we could talk about that. There's touches of her everywhere. It's genius. Um, And it's honestly also a really fantastic segue into my favorite ghost. At first, when we talked about this episode, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll probably talk about Constance. She's the best. I'm obsessed with her. But then I realized that there has been a ghost in my life all along that has just like, again, like you said, captured my mind. And it's little Leota 
who you will see at the end of the of the Disneyland and Disney World rides. In Disney World, you're still in your Doom buggy and you're passing through the crypt towards the end of the ride. Uh, in Disneyland, she is stationed by the exit ramp that you take up and out of the ride. So, who is Little Leota, you may ask? That's the nickname given to that tiny figure that you pass at the end of the ride. She calls to guests, and this is, again, another very iconic line. Hurry back, hurry back, be sure to bring your death certificate. If you decide to join us, make final arrangements now. We've been dying to have you. When I was a kid, I was always so excited to see her, and I can't quite tell you why. I was just drawn to her. But I also never gave her much deep thought. Growing up, like, you know, in the 90s, early 2000s, the bride was not Constance, and she was just a much more generic bride figure. So I always thought that little Leota was just, for some reason, a miniature version of the bride. And I honestly never wondered why she was small. I just thought she was cool and I didn't think too much about it. Apparently, some guests believe that she was small as a means of creating forced perspective. You're leaving the mansion, you're already far away, and she's calling for you to come back. But the history of the mansion's development gives some hints as to who she may be and why she also is not a bride. So, special thanks go to Long Forgotten Haunted Mansion on Blogspot for this fascinating history of Little Leota. First of all, let's talk about her name. She's referred to as Little Leota because she is acted and voiced by Imagineer Leota Toombs, who also did Madame Leota, but her official name is Ghost Hostess, according to the film loop that was used for her projection in the original ride. The ghost host himself calls her the ghost hostess. He says, well, if you should decide to join us, final arrangements may be made at the end of the tour. A charming ghostess will be on hand to take your application. 1969 blueprints for the attraction call her talking girl and small female figure with blowing clothes. And maintenance checklists called her ghost hostess and small girl. So she is not a bride. She's some sort of child. Some believe that she is small because she's a fairy. Her clothing is very similar to old depictions of fairies, especially an illustration from Alfred Svedberg's The Seven Wishes. Little Leota's hair looks just like the fairies in this picture. I will stick it up on the socials so you can see for yourself. Some believe that she's a wisp or a fae, the kind that guides you on your way to your next destination. But Little Yoda also looked very different when the ride first opened. She didn't have the long hair and sort of veil-looking headwear that she has now. However, she has always held a bouquet, but this does not mean she is a bride. She could also be a mourner. When the ride first opened, her outfit looked more like a hooded cloak, and it was of a more translucent material. It seems that by the 1970s, her appearance had become more bride-like, but it could simply be because of the material of her original outfit was just too reflective and they needed something more opaque, so they went with white. Like I said, many believe she's holding a bouquet of flowers, but Disney Wiki says that they are dried herbs. I couldn't really find a picture that gets close enough, and in the very rare pieces of illustrations and merchandise featuring her, the bouquet is very generic looking. It's not flowers. It's just generic plant life. It's very hard to tell what it is. And interestingly, that merchandise 
also makes it pretty certain that her outfit is a cloak, not a wedding gown and veil. But the plot thickens a little bit. Mark Davis concept art we have featured before on the Instagram, actually, so I will feature it again when we talked about the Haunted Mansion attraction and film. It depicts what appears to be someone who could be a bride at the top of a staircase. But she looks much more like the original Little Leota than the original Beating Heart Bride. According to Mark Davis, Little Leota's character was in part inspired by a funeral hostess character from the 1965 dark comedy, The Loved One. So all of this doesn't provide many answers for us. So, as Connor explained, enter the Ghost Gallery, which started as a notebook in which Disney World cast members wrote histories and backstories for the characters of the mansion. So, according to the Ghost Gallery, it is said that this little girl, who we never get another name for her besides little Leota, maybe her name was Leota too, was the illegitimate daughter of Madame Leota and Master Gracie. Uh, and then in this version of the lore, yeah, yeah. So he was cheating on his wife Lillian with Leota. Haha. <laughs> and because of this, little Leota, it, it, people kind of knew where she came from. So she was ostracized when she was growing up. Apparently, she was also a medium like her mother and had a very dark sense of humor. A lot of that stemming from the fact that she was very lonely, very ostracized, and very othered. Uh, she was the first child born in the mansion and was looked after by Prudence, the maid. One night, she literally frightened Prudence to death while playing a trick on her. And now, Prudence continues to walk the halls. She is the floating candle opera that you pass by in one of the hallways. Mm. In another streak of dark humor, little Leota would convince people of the town to hold funerals in the mansion's conservatory and then she would nail the coffins shut, replace live flowers with dead ones, and knock on guest room doors in the middle of the night. So then little Leota grows up a little bit. She travels. She's at a ball in New Orleans, and she meets Jamie Paget, a wealthy plantation owner. She seduces and marries him for his land, but he refuses to transfer the title of the plantation to her. So, she introduces Jamie to a friend of hers from London, Nicholas Crown, who says that he's he wants to learn more about what it takes to run a plantation. So, you know, Jamie's showing Crown around, and Crown convinces Jamie, this starts to get very bizarre, that he, Crown, is a vampire and bites Jamie's neck. Wow. Jamie wakes up the next night <laughs> with little Leota next to him in the bedroom and she tells him that he slept through the whole day. So Jamie is convinced he's a vampire <laughs> <laughs> and starts to take to sleeping in a coffin for fear of sunlight. One night, Leota nailed the coffin shut and Jamie fought to escape for seven days before he died. So, you've seen that in the mansion. Holy shit. That's Jamie. That's Jamie Paget. Oh, my God. But that's not enough for little Leota. Then, at age 23, little Leota tried to seduce the mansion's handyman, gardener, and liveryman. When they refused her for fear of losing their jobs, you know, for getting involved with her, 
she lures them into a quicksand pit and watches them die from a nearby tree branch. But the branch snaps, and little Leota drowns in the river below. When she's found, her body had shriveled up to the size of a doll, hence her tiny size. Holy shit! I just think there's so much weird stuff going on in there, and I love it. <laughs> there's so much in there. I know. Oh, I know. wow. I feel like I sat here and I thought about it for a while, and I was trying to kind of tie everything together and really think about, like, when they created her in the original ride. Like, what were they trying to do? And there's just no easy answer about her. I'd love to give it more thought. If anybody has any ideas, like, do we buy that, like, she's – shriveled up some people have a, a a simpler explanation in that sometimes people come back in a very specific form of their life a little girl but this isn't a little girl she's like little little she's like the size of two yeah. hands so it's very mysterious yeah very mysterious. i feel like i've sort of always thought that she's like maybe an astral projection of the real leota who's trapped in the crystal ball Somebody like suggested that online like as that. well. Yes, that she needed another way to escape the ball. Astral projects into this little tiny figure. All very interesting. Uh, I always was drawn to her. And so now knowing all of this is just really, really cool. That's awesome. I love the way that that background all sort of ties together. I love thinking about the fact that she's the illegitimate child of Master Gracie and Leota. Because Leota is like too amazing to, like, not be a, a player in sort of, like, the main storyline. Because, mm-hmm. like, he invites her to the mansion. And she's beloved by all to the point where she is buried right at the entrance mm-hmm. of the mansion. Yes. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Well, thank you all for joining us on this Halloween bonus episode. We had so much fun sharing this with you. We hope you have a safe and happy Halloween. If you liked this episode, please make sure to hit follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to the podcast. And again, if you like this episode, please take a couple seconds to write a quick review and leave a five-star rating. It helps other people find the podcast even easier. And please follow us on social media. We will definitely post any images that we talked about in this episode. Uh, also, if you are dressing as a Disney character for Halloween, please send us pictures of your costume. We are at Poor Unfortunate Podcast on Instagram and Facebook, and we are at Unfortunate Pod on Twitter. And if you're loving this and you feel like you found your people, we would love if you would come and join our private Facebook group, The Poor Unfortunate Fam, where our listeners get together to interact with each other, to chat about the episodes with us, talk about Disney news, and just connect and have a good time. And it's a really wonderful place, and we would love to have you join us. And as I always say, it does take us a little bit of money to keep the podcast up and running and coming to you all. We have a PayPal account that is linked in the episode description below and in our social media bios. Truly, anything that you have to spare just goes right back into the podcast. You can make a donation of $5, $10, more than that. Make it monthly. Make it a a one-time donation. Anything and everything is so appreciated and just keeps the podcast free and helps keep it ad-free for the most part. Uh, And we're looking for people to donate $5 before the end of the year. We're looking for 10 people to do that. So if you loved this bonus episode, if you've been loving everything that's been happening so far, uh, please consider leaving us a little tip. Thank you so much. Okie dokie. Well, that's everything for this bonus episode. 
Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. And until next time, Beluga Beluga Savruga. Savruga.